We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning. Your time check is brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. It's 9.07. You know the top story. Who's the Speaker of the House? Who's going to be the next Speaker of the House? Kevin McCarthy has been pushed out. This is historic. We'll talk about that further. But right now, we've got Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson on the line with us. And good morning, Commissioner. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning. Uh, real quick, I know you know uh, the ins and outs of the uh, political game. You want to give us a quick uh, what your take is on uh, Kevin McCarthy getting pushed out? Sure. No, um, you know, look, if, when you have a five-seat majority, um, or maybe it's less than five, four or five, whatever it is, and then you have a dysfunctional Congress, think about any speaker that you would have there. There is no person that could serve as Speaker of the House that would not have at least five enemies from their own um, party. So at any time, under the current rules, they would be removed. And so what I see by them removing the Speaker the way they did is just another dysfunction of the federal government. It's more incompetence. And, you know, again, in the state of Florida, we do it so much different. We balance our budgets. We have surpluses. We build infrastructure out. We take care of our environment. We have the best education system in the country. The federal government can't do anything right, including maintaining a leader um, of the Florida House. And irrespective of what you think of McCarthy, um, they had a leader. You've got, you know, they've obviously got big work to do. And um, and we'll see where it goes. Right. Um, But my my prediction will be is if we if you ask me this question again in 60 days, it won't be any better. It may be worse than it is today, but it certainly won't be any better. And um, that's that's our that's our federal government for us. All right. So speaking of the federal government, they provide funding for hurricane recovery. And I know that's very important to our state, especially right now. Forty one days until a possible government shutdown. Will Floridians be impacted on the flow of monies to give them relief from the recent hurricane? We hope so. And when I say hope, I've met with um, Senator Scott, you know, former, former former Governor Scott, probably six or eight times in the last three months, um, dealing with the um, farm bill that we're trying to pass, dealing with an appropriation. And what we're trying to do, Bob, is get a um, block grant to the state so that we can administer that through the Department of um, Agriculture or through DME, DMS. And the reason we're doing that is, is the federal government programs will still take up to 18 to 24 months to get into the state. Most, a lot of our small farmers can't hold out another six months, much less 18 or 24 months. So the, the Rick Scott is working very hard on this. Congressman Dunn, C- Congressman Kamek is um, working very hard on it. And so we're hopeful, but, but here again, hopeful with now we don't even have a Speaker of the House to be able to conduct this business. Mm-hmm. And so when we're, we're, we're hopeful, but maybe it's blind hope. Um, so what we're trying to do, and I'm going to be meeting um, with um, leadership in the House and Senate in the next few weeks to discuss a state program to do some immediate relief, and, um, and we're working on that now. So we're going to try to step up as a state. We obviously um, have you know a, a, a big reserve this year. 
we're not as big as the federal government. These are certainly federal programs. But, um, you know, these you know, our farmers, especially the small ones, can't wait, um, you know, that much time. Um, and we've done a call share expansion. You know, we had a call share for best management practices of $50,000. We said as a department, we can do this within the department. We'll go up to $150,000 on the call share to implement those BMPs, um, best management practices, which would be, um, you know, better equipment for fertilization, uh, irrigation, things of that nature. It, and so we're working to try to bring relief to that area ourselves in spite of the federal government. Yeah, it makes uh, it makes sense. Uh, you know, increase the uh, productivity, the yield. That's what farmers are looking for. And I know it's been near and dear to your heart since you got elected that uh, the rural and family lands uh, that you want to continue uh, to be able to acquire to protect these lands from, you know, being uh, turned into condos, for lack of a better term. But uh, I understand you just acquired 13,000 more acres. Uh, tell the folks what this program's about and why this is important this is such a great program under the rural and family lands it's where we go by the development rights from farmers right and so if i the thirteen thousand acres we just bought the development rights from those lands now can stay in agriculture in perpetuity and i always tell everyone that's listening they'll understand this the last crop that we plant are houses and so by buying the development rights, we've ensured that 13,000 acres will never have houses on it. But not only that, we've also ensured that we'll have land to grow our food supply. Um, in the 20 year, um, the 21 years that that program has been in effect, we've now reached almost 100,000 acres. I put, as Senate president a couple of years ago, I put um, $300 million in that program, which is three times as what it had in it from the beginning. But um, we, we're, we're going to have, because we opened the program up, we've probably got a billion and a half dollars of opportunities for um, land this year that are, are available to us. So we're going to go back to the legislature, and that would be a couple hundred thousand more acres. So when you think about this, we look at it like multiple things happen here. This is clearly the wildlife corridor. Um, I always tell your listeners, Google a map of the state of Florida at night. You'll see the beautiful lights around the city that you live in. Everywhere it's dark on that map is a wildlife corridor. It's where we buy these rural and family lands because it's where we grow our food. It's where we recharge our aquifer, and it's where animals traverse the state. So that's very important for the survivability of Florida and long-term health of Florida. Well, speaking of long-term health of Florida, uh, if you don't have good water, we are, uh, we're in bad shape. And I understand your department is working on some of these regional water projects, and you have to remove, what is it, nitrogen and other nutrients that are in the water? Uh, yeah, so what's happening is, is farmers have been using what we, again, best management practices. You'll hear them called BMPs for the last 30 years, shrinking our water demand, removing nutrients um, from the farm, things of that nature. We've gotten it down to what how I describe it as the the last thimble full of nutrient load that will come off of these farms, whether it's a golf course or a farm or, or these type of activities. And what I have suggested, and I've been working with DEP, and they're in agreement, if we regionalize these projects and put STAs rather than going parcel by parcel, we can have a lot more effectiveness on a regional basis and be able to remove a lot more nutrient load, not only that would be being created by any of those activities. But again, from all of the population moving in, the septic systems, in other words, this would be a much better um, swath of, pop, of nutrient load to remove while farmers are continuing to use best management practices for their operations. This would be more of a regional approach 
which would get all of the different nutrient loads that would be coming into the system. So does some of the stuff accumulate over a period of years and just build up and build up like silt on the bottom of a lake? Well, you know, those things can, but now in your typical farm, that's not true, right? Because in farming, right, we're putting fertilizer on a crop, we grow the crop, we harvest it, and then very little or no fertilization is left behind. Our goal would be zero, right, because it's very expensive to put fertilizer out. But in, in when you think about Lake Okeechobee, there is legacy phosphorus on the bottom of that lake. If you think about our spring sheds, um, if Save Crystal River is when I always tell people to Google, we've removed all the lindia off the bottom of that spring shed, which was, and that's diatribe material. That's trees, moss, leaves, other things, and it choked out that system. We went in there and vacuumed all of that uh, material out, the lindia, replanted eelgrass, and that is a gorgeous spring there now. That's I mean, serious. it's in Crystal River, Florida. It's called Save, Save um, Crystal River. And that's an example. And there's been many of those. That's just the one I talk about. But we're doing that in Homosassa. We're doing some of that in Wikiwashi now. And I mentioned those. Those are in my area. But we're working all around the state on those same type of opportunities. We're working on the Indian River Lagoon. Um, they're, they're doing some cleanup there, a lot of cleanup there, dredging. But the vast majority of what we got to do is get rid of these septic systems to get that nutrient load out of those systems. Well, that could be a subject uh, on its own, and, and I'd love to discuss that with you. Uh, maybe the next time uh, we get a chance we'll to, to talk. Okay. Uh, Florida Ag Commissioner Wilton Simpson, thanks for being on the Bob Rose Show. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. All righty. It's 916, 30 minutes away from things that make you smile. More headlines. Story of the day. Matt Gates succeeds in booting Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy out. This has never happened before. It's unprecedented. Where do we go from here? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.